welcome back to Bubblegum Kim Podcast. My name is Kimberly Andrus, and joining me today is Du Rose Beauty Refinery. So I'm going to have both Taylor McKenzie and Cashton Kelly. Cashton Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly introduce themselves and what their roles are here at Du Rose. Uh, hi, I'm Taylor McKenzie. I am the CEO and um, main owner here at Du Rose Beauty Refinery. Uh, we've had this business now for almost two years, um, and I am so excited to be on your podcast today, Kim. Yay! And I am Cashton Kelly. I am the COO of this company. Um, I do everything from the janitorial work, the marketing, <laughs> the management. Don't like <laughs> I do everything but injections. So She's there's a that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you add, you added that, that you're the janitor here. It's really important that everyone knows that, like, I'm doing it all. You know, when Justine hears this, she's going to be really mad. I know. taking credit for her janitorial work. <laughs> but if you see me taking out the trash, like, midday, like, don't be surprised, yes, you know? Yes, It's everyone's duty. Yeah. So you're doing your job, and you're doing it very well. <laughs> Thank you. We work very hard. We do. Okay, so I'm so excited, Kim, to be on your podcast, mainly because I've never been on a podcast before. So uh, tell us, like, what does a podcast do? Like, what do we do during this? I just feel so <laughs> weird, you guys. <laughs> well, I feel like you both are going to be very natural at this. You guys I literally are... just talk. Yeah, you okay. literally just talk. Um, I'll ask you a few questions. We'll definitely really touch base on a lot of your business and both of your backgrounds and what you guys do here on a daily basis and you know the services that you offer here which I'm sure everyone that is listening is going to be so excited to hear so much about um, I think that with injections in general and just skincare it's skincare is definitely such an important part of our lives and then adding like the injections with like the fillers Botox it's like it's such a popular thing nowadays and people are just so in and love with hammered. it. Oh my yeah. God, yes. Instagram would not be half of its worth if we didn't have filler. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So let's just, let's get started and yeah. talk about um, the services that you offer here. Wonderful. You know, I'm, um, this is Taylor talking, I know. Like, <laughs> I always feel like I have to do that. But um, uh, I am from a makeup background, actually. So about six years ago when I got married, uh, I wanted to make a little extra money and I started doing makeup. So I taught myself. I went to all these weird schools in LA. I did basically everything I could to learn about makeup. Yeah. And through that process, uh, the Instagram was born. You know, I just got married 2013. I'll never forget it. And it's like Instagram, Pinterest weddings were there. Yeah. All that was like going on. And I was just so inspired. And I feel like um, that's really where this business and Cashin's friendship came from. Uh, we started this together in a way that was just all about wanting to have a business that we were super proud of. Uh, we're both millennials, so yeah. obviously like the millennial lifestyle of being super tech savvy and being paperless was important to us. And then obviously our connections with our family, like my staff is mainly my parents. So yeah. now <laughs> it started out just yeah. my mom, dad, me, Cashin, and Raquel. Um, so I, it just really all about um, building that team and building this type of business. And I feel like as a med spa, that's kind of what really makes us different. It's a completely new age of med spa when you come in here. Right. Yeah. Um, this is Cash, <laughs> <laughs> the janitor. Um, so I actually have a marketing background. I also did a lot of events and I had always found myself in more of a managerial position in any company that I had worked for. However, I wasn't very happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I had worked for a lot of people who 
had a lot of egos or it didn't really align with my vision for what I saw myself doing. Right. Um, so it was funny. I actually had a different job when Taylor was like, hey, I'm going to open up a med spa. What do you think? And I was, this was like 2017. And I'm like, yes, like when can we start? And like we were here day and night. Like we would be here like 10 hours before the clinic even was what it is now. This was just like empty rooms. And uh-huh. We would just sit here and drink wine and talk about what this place <laughs> could be. And with a lot of blood, sweat, and effort, we really made this, you know, with our team, of course, uh, what it is what you're sitting in today. And it's really fun. I mean, everybody who comes here is excited to be here. Yeah. Um, they see what we do on the internet, which we, of course, work really hard to do. Um, 80% of our marketing is through social media. Right. Um, and 80% of our clientele are millennials. Yeah. So obviously, it's a good time. <laughs> it's amazing, and it's really interesting because Kasha and I don't come from like a background of clinical nature. So like we're not no. estheticians, uh-huh. we're not you know injectors. We have no bound or anything. So just really coming up with a business that was going to be profitable for clinicians mm-hmm. because that's our background was something so outrageous to us that that is what I really feel like just completely took over our lives in 2017. Um, and then obviously a lot of what you see when you come and visit is because we are not white. So I feel like a lot of the med spas that I've practiced or visited in mm-hmm. and I've, I've participated in um, have amazing doctors, all of which are usually males who are, you know, over the age of 50 and <laughs> Caucasian and or, you know, really intelligent. Yeah. Um, or it's, you know, nurses that have hundreds of years of experience or, you know, thousands of patients. Um, but I never saw anything that was like, for women of color, my mom is black and white. Cashin's black and white. I'm obviously a little bit more Jewish looking, but I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had so many problems with right. these, these types of things in my life. And doing makeup, it was so difficult to send my clients of even tan nature, like yeah. just even Filipina clients. Like, where do they go so that their skin isn't damaged? Who can make their skin look or their filler look ethnically applicable? Right, that's all things that you have to yeah. think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so just who we are as people is really what you guys see when you come here it's just us as people and it's us mainly just as how we would want to participate so you know it's just I wanted I wanted to create the facials I never could get in a clinic yeah you know I always wanted the consults of uh, appointment to be long like I Mm want to ask the clinician a lot of questions because I'm paying good money so it's a little unique when you come visit us well I think too that um injections are super trendy right now 100% people forget that they're also very serious treatments. Mm-hmm. So while our branding is very fun and lighthearted, we take the safety of our patients so serious. Everything is so by the book here. Uh, there is no measurement of safety that isn't applied in our treatments. I mean, we have Dopplers, we have AccuVanes, we make sure that we aspirate, we make sure that even our filler choices that we use are safe. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't skip on any product. And I think people can see that, you know, it's reflected in our pricing, in our nature of the clinic itself. It's clean and beautiful, and our staff is very knowledgeable on products um, and safety protocols, too. Um, it's funny. I think Taylor literally, Taylor and I are the only people who aren't certified in something. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. That is, like, that's so funny. And like <laughs> you said, it's so interesting how this is what you're doing as far as, like, your career yeah. goes. And But why? Like, what? 
what made you want to do something like this? It's a good story, Taylor. Oh, please share. (laughs) Uh, You know, it kind of stems back to just my parents being a little bit older. Yeah. So my dad was finally willing to start a different job after like probably 20 years of being retired from heart surgery. Not 20, but like at least a good 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so he started doing medical marijuana. I okay. know it's so crazy, but it was back in the day when everybody had to have a medical marijuana license mm-hmm. and he was online seeing patients and doing clinical care. So I knew my dad was super interested in doing telemedicine uh-huh. and my mom was so bored. Oh my God. My mom hated her job. She just was so unhappy. And I was like, you know what? I was like, we are so glam. Mm-hmm. Why not <laughs> just make the coolest place ever? Um, and I'll like make sure like I pay my parents full time money, you know, like yeah. quit your jobs, come to work with us. Like, let's have a good time. Yeah. Um, my mom quit her job. Yes, she did. She did not even tell me. She's like, my last day is April 1st. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you owe me money starting that day. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And girl, we crushed it. I mean, honestly, it was the first time Cash and I ever had a serious financial goal. OK. Um, really. I mean, to have to be able to pay for people who believe in you Mm -hmm. um, and make sure that, you know, you didn't just sell them magic beans of a dream. Um, And we did it. I can't believe it. Like even sitting here today, I'm like, it was literally four employees. And now I'm like, we have 15 today. So I'm like, and that's been in two years. Um, and mind you, I ha- we have gotten no loans, no venture capital. Like this has all been our own family and our own money. Mm-hmm. So like when people are confused about why we take this so seriously or like why we do it, it's just mm-hmm. because when you have your skin in the game right? and it's your life and you've just put in all your money and basically the two best years of your 20s. I mean, Cashin's a little <laughs> younger than me, but I'm like, you know, that's when you're like finishing school. We put all these things to the side to make sure that we could actually try a business mm-hmm. um, that had to do with something besides us. I think that was it. And I am i don't like right now, like Cashin's so much better at the product style of business, like selling a product. Yeah. I struggle with the desire to do that. So I think it's just <laughs> been, I think it's been kind of like compromising and coming up with that. But um, I invested in a business with Cashin because mm-hmm. I just loved her style. Like the fact that she could create a company that was so relatable and brand centric online, um, we had to do it together another time. Mm-hmm. And we have subsidiary clients, but my business here at DeRose was really a a love child of millennial dreams and absolute amazing clinical ability with my parents yeah we're kind of unicorns in that way I mean yeah people are like how do you start a med spa I'm like well your dad's a retired heart surgeon your mom's a nurse that doesn't like her job yeah and then you magically (laughs) save all your money for like three years yeah (laughs) and then you open and then bam you open bam you're there so that's like our story that's our beginning story I wish it was way more interesting it's oh not, no, that is interesting. I know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, my old parents are just my, my rider dies. Yeah, <laughs> they're just yeah. so down. I like, wow, you guys really believe in me. Like, I could have like put you in bankruptcy. She's like, I know. My mom is like, girl, I would have found you. I know where you live. Oh so my gosh, yeah. that's so funny. It's true though. Yeah, like, it. Yeah, definitely. It was like a risk that you needed to take. Totally. And, and for them too, you know, oh, being, yeah. hating their jobs or just never feeling complete in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because business and service have so much to do with each other. Right. And I feel like in so many businesses, people really focus only on one. Right. So, you know, that's why Cashin and I are such a good balance to the medical team. Um, it's why we do it. I think it's just because it's the one service, like, we believe in. Mm-hmm. We, we totally yeah. do. I mean, I don't think it's any... Granted, I don't have, like, a medical spa or medical background, but, I mean, give me glam all day long. Like, this is so right up my alley. It's insane. Like, 
I love skincare. I love makeup. I love injections. Mm-hmm. Dorinda is absolutely amazing. So is Nersonia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it makes people feel good. Right. It really does. Um, you see a lot of people who give a shade on the internet. You know, they like the trolls love their little 15 seconds of commentary. <laughs> but, of course. you know, it. how is that any different from somebody getting lash extensions or hair extensions? Like you're just kind of like picking and choosing the services that you want to shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody, I mean, like, would you shame somebody for going to the gym on a consistent basis? Like they're changing how they look, right? right. So if somebody wants to come in for Botox or injections and we administer them safely and they understand that they're in good hands, like why, why not? You right. know, everyone who leaves here leaves here happy for the most part. So it's fun to be a part of that and something that you would genuinely love. Like I can talk about it all day long because I like it and I participate in it. And I think that people, if they are going to participate in these services because it is so trendy, they should fully understand what that means. Right. So a lot of our marketing is very geared towards education Mm -hmm. um, and not just like, oh yeah, let me show you a very edited photo or, you know, charge these outrageous prices. I think that we People know exactly what they're going to get before they even come into the door and who we are. Yeah. Um, a lot of our marketing also showcases our staff mm-hmm. and the climate that they can expect when they come in. And somebody had just said that the other day. They're like, oh, my God, I love the banter between your staff. Like, it's so funny. And I love seeing that. It makes it seem like it's a really good environment. And then when I came in, I felt the same way. And yeah. Like, yeah, we're wild Indians around here sometimes. <laughs> like, literally. It's so true, though. It's like when you're comfortable with, um, going to a place and seeing like your staff and like being yeah. educated on what they do you're obviously you're more comfortable with going there and at any point in time because you both don't have like that medical or like that clinical um, background how did you get your clientele like to believe <laughs> in you and to trust in your business well I think it's to reiterate we are not the ones doing the injections right. or the facials yeah. so rest assured that you're in good hands um but we understand people mm-hmm. and what they want and again coming from um, a sales background and right. also being a business owner in a hair and makeup company she understands the cross sell and the application and why this person would participate in that service because they do go pretty hand in hand yeah and i think for me um the one thing that i notice in a lot of businesses we participate even you know going to a restaurant is a lot of the business mistakes i saw were because no one lacked everyone lacked process okay so cashin's kind of like my creative one who makes sure that our brand is going on our operations are down Um, But we had to dedicate so much of our professional selves to creating solid processes Mm -hmm. Um, down to, you know, front desk procedures, safety protocols. uh, Does everybody know what to do in case of this? Does, you know, are all the facials happening? Because what happens is, is when you start something and you're not the one teaching, Mm -hmm. there's not really a way to do it. So we had to go hell and high water, basically, to figure out how we wanted to have facials. What types of products did we want to use? We did shows. We did thousands of dollars worth of facials across the country. We Mm -hmm. tried everything. And even when I went to those businesses, no one had a really good process. And when you look at companies that have amazing processes or where Cashin and I want to take this business, um, you look at companies like Drybar. You look at companies like True Fusion. Um, We really look towards these companies because not only do they have a strong brand, but they have an amazing process. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really how we got clients to be convinced that we could do it because Cashin and I are only here for the personal and, you know, um, type of patient experience. 
Interesting. Um, that has nothing to do with what types of procedures you get. Yeah. So, you know, we depended on our estheticians and we like tried everything and it took us a good six months, I think, yeah. of just trial and error. I mean, we didn't open right away. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we did, you know, filler. My, my mother Soft was opening, doing like model feeding. So much. I mean, at least $100,000 worth of, like, investment into our portfolio that wasn't necessarily something we knew we were going to get back. Yeah. I mean, it's so great now because, obviously, like, our clientele is built. And, right. And, you know, um, obviously, like, we've flourished. But starting out, oh, my goodness, no. It was just we wanted to identify all the gaps mm -hmm. um, and create a process that filled them. And mm -hmm. I think that's in my business experience with owning a makeup company, with owning um, DeRose Beauty Refinery, and now owning, you know, a marketing agency with cash and we really do have to have strong processes to be able yeah. to do it. And a, a shout out to Trainual. I know that that's that's not a sponsor <laughs> to this, but we do use um, a lot of applications too that kind of help us to build that process. Okay. Because it's a lot of what you guys experience. You uh -huh. know, like if everybody's doing some, you know, a different person every day, we want it to be the Durose way. Right. So that's that's kind of. Ooh, I way. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Say that again. The Durose way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know time it is yeah. and we're trained you know Cashin hit it on the head when she said mm -hmm. we are in a trendy space um and identifying what that is gonna be in five to ten years is so weird for us because we have no idea yeah you know um so I wanted to create something that could grow with the climate mm -hmm. and I, d I don't think there's a med spa that I could identify right now across the United States where it's like hey these people are educating us and you know, selling products and, you know, these are all of our types of goals because it's just where do girls turn? Right. How do you get the information? How do you talk to a professional? Uh, we've done a lot of that hit and miss on Instagram, right? Yeah. That's where most of us go. But I think now it's just so much of a conversation to expand the market mm -hmm. because there's in comparison to, you know, medical injections comparatively to makeup. Look at how many videos of makeup tutorials there are versus right. how many like how many injectable videos there are. It's completely different. Um, and now we're in a space where we really want to just let people know um, and we want to be the standard. Yeah. I mean, I think for a vision of our company, that's really been it. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before as like a company too. There's um, the creativity standard is so mm -hmm. different in the clinical space. So I think what makes our branding stand out is because it's very blogger style. It's yeah. very it's very content heavy mm -hmm. and that doesn't really happen with a lot of clinical spaces. Like they're using really bad photos. Right. There's not good lighting. Um, there's not a lot of before and afters. There's not a lot of patient education. There's not a lot of patient aftercare. Mm -hmm. um, and there's people have, I can't even tell you how many times we've had patients come in and they have no idea what filler has been put in them. They have no idea. And I, I it blows my mind because it's like you paid somebody hundreds of dollars for, you don't even know what you got. Right. Like, you do even know if it was appropriate product for you. Um, there are a few clinics who skimp on products that mm -hmm. are not FDA approved that are very dangerous. And again, like, the clients should know what kind of questions they should be asking because, again, trendy treatments, still a very serious space to play in. I yeah. mean, you have arteries in your face. Uh, you can totally go blind from injections with a botched injector. Like, I mean, it, it's something to not be taken lightly it's fun but again if you have a safe injector who understands safety protocols who is showing you that they're using the products that they say they are and making mm -hmm. sure that you understand what the that product means too um you know sometimes we get clients who have their filler or anti-wrinkle preference and they have their reasons for that which is great 
Um, but sometimes we tell them to help guide them along that process. So I don't think you get that level of explanation in a lot of clinics. It's kind of you go in, you go out, and you have the best day. And the internet just wants you to think, oh, like, I got that. Right. And it could totally not be true, you know, with all mm-hmm. the ads and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think for us, really, we've just tried to educate the general public in a really visual manner. Yeah. That's, that's like, what just so much of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's definitely what really, like, intrigued me to coming to do Rosé. And what I really appreciate is all the content that you guys are providing on the internet. Because, obviously, social media is so, like, it's pretty much – it's so important in our lives to get like information from social media in yeah. a sense, you know? And I think especially with companies, like you guys are showcasing what you guys do and how you guys do it and adding a lot of information with the videos that mm-hmm. obviously that you guys are posting, which yeah. I appreciate and I know that many other people appreciate as well. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you never know if you're like doing a good job because it's just there's always somebody opinion someone's opinion. opinion. Right. I mean, we obviously know we book clients and the girls are very full and like mm-hmm. we have a really great clientele, but you never know cuz I'm like I, I are people watching this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah. see people with millions of followers in our same space and then you know, they're getting a lot of feedback and stuff like that and I'm like but they're profiles and stuff aren't half as interesting or mm-hmm. anything like that Engaging. so just to hear you say that like hey you have done a really good job with this it's like thank you so much yeah no I obviously like um I mean I've gotten let fillers in the past and I didn't know much about it I just I got it because I wanted a fuller lip and yeah. it I mean you guys seen the photos yeah. like <laughs> it gave me the full lip in a bad way I wish Kimberly would post them, but I know she won't. I won't. I know. I know she won't, but um, her reaction is something that we've seen before with people who have allergic reaction to filler or who have been injected with um, an appropriate filler. Okay, well, let's let's talk about that because I'm sure I'm not the only one who has been injected with an inappropriate filler or has been injected the wrong way or have gotten an allergic reaction, so... Uh, you know, we've seen this a lot, and this is the clinical space that Cashin and I have really had to learn. So, mm-hmm. obviously, we had never gone through this. My mom went to school and kind of learned about what all the things that could happen with filler. Okay. Um, and what we've seen clinically is, you know, people can have reactions. Yes. Nothing's 100%. Um, and then, you know, realistically, the technique is important for the anatomy. Mm-hmm. So, if you have an injector that's not really taking conscious measurements for your actual anatomy like your anatomy Mm -hmm. um, bad things can happen so the misplacement of filler um, the spread of filler which I think you had a little bit of that in your photos like the filler went (laughs) above the lip um, and all that stuff and these are elements of anatomy Mm -hmm. so this is important as to when you get your consultation you want your practitioner whoever that is um, and this is our our do rosé way is to have a full clinical consult with the nurse Mm -hmm. Um, that includes measurement and before and after Uh, So it's a solid plan that you're coming up with when you're coming here because it's as much as the patient's choice as it is the injector, right? Mm -hmm. So like you were saying, I just wanted a nice full lip. But to a doctor, that means something, you know, or to whoever injected you, that's completely a different idea. Mm -hmm. Um, So like that type of consult and that type of um, preemptive measure with a patient is so important. And that's what didn't happen for you, you know, not – not discussing filler options, not asking maybe about your allergies uh, associated with each type of filler. Um, And then once you did have a reaction, you know, there are medications that 
can be prescribed to you that take that away very quickly. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't also provided. So no. I think this is a conversation of aftercare, right? So at DeRose, uh, over the last two months, uh, an expansion of one of our processes has been to call patients after. Okay. So, you know, our medical staff is calling you the next day, 24 hours, and saying, hey, are your injections going well? Like, did everything settle appropriately? And if it didn't, you come in for a free follow-up because it's – it's clinical care. Right. Like these are doctors and nurses treating you with actual things. Mm-hmm. So I think that for us is like, yes, there are very tons of things that can go wrong with filler, just as your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, it can also be dissolved. Yeah. So we do a lot of um, reconstructive work with dissolving a lot of the filler that's misplaced. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that's why it's important to choose clinicians with good before and afters mm-hmm. and really good bedside manner. If you ever, I, I want to tell patients out here or whoever's listening, like if you go into a clinic and you don't feel like they're answering your questions directly, um, they're not being transparent with what they're using and they don't have a strong portfolio, please don't go to them. It's yeah. just not worth your time and it's not going to be worth what's going on, even if they're the best doctor in the world. I feel like if all you did was boob implants and then you decided one day that you were certified to do lip injections, your lip injections probably wouldn't be as good as your breast implants. So, you know, just making sure that you're picking somebody that's really in their lane Mm -hmm. and is making the best experience of your patient experience because that's important. You need to feel, you know, heard. Right. Um, But to touch on that too, um, people – also don't know what to expect after injections right, and what's right. normal and what's abnormal. Yeah. So like swelling and bruising is normal, although it doesn't happen for every patient. It is okay if it happens. Um, if you do swell excessively, like Taylor said, there are medications that help combat that within hours of you taking the medication. Um, but you'll know if you have an allergic reaction. Yeah. Um, but like I said before, we do invest a lot of money and time, and we do use our medical safety equipment in every single injection. Even for something as quick as Botox, um, especially with lip filler, again, there are, you know, everyone's face is unique, and there mm-hmm. are major arteries that run in the face. So we do make sure that we're injecting you and that we're paying attention if there are any, like, how you were super bruised on, yeah. super, on certain areas. You know, if he had hit an artery or he had occluded an artery or something like that, like, you could have gotten necrosis. Okay. You know, so that's Ooh, really that's scary. A and term then of what, art, necrosis. And what is that? That's when uh, <laughs> filler is injected into a vessel. Okay. And it no longer can deliver blood in the appropriate manner. So you see these horror stories online, right? And you yeah. see, like, where their face is falling off. Um, so, like, it, this is really classic when you um, talk about nose filler. So, mm-hmm. like, a trendy thing right now is these liquid nose jobs and they're amazing and they're totally worth the money but what a lot of clinicians don't understand is that you that is the number one injection that you can go blind or lose your nose right because think about it the arteries that go through your nose and Mm -hmm. around it are some of the most important to your face right so a lot of doctors call that the triangle of death because if anything happens within that v-shape through the nose and those eyes you're done um, so my mom is the only one, Dorinda, is the only nurse, Dorinda, the only one that does that because she is a certified echocardiographer mm-hmm. and she can use the Doppler to identify arteries. But we have seen patients that have gotten injections into these very extremely important blood vessels and their face turned black because the blood can't flow. So yeah. your, your tissue isn't getting blood. Um, there's filler that's in there. The good news is, is that if that 
many injectors have had it happen before mm-hmm. and you immediately can erase it. So this is important to understand too. It can happen to a good injector. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad injector. It just means that your anatomy was slightly less what someone thought. Yeah. So if, um, you know, a good injector or safety measures were taken and we occluded an artery, which we thank God in this clinic have not, um, but, you know, that does happen to people. There are safety protocols and measure, and yet again, a really important area for procedure mm-hmm. and process, um, and they have to erase it immediately. So we have to have a certain amount of vials of dissolvent on hand. We have to have, an have echo, a, crash kit. a crash kit. So if you can't breathe or see, you know, Dr. Gresson and Nurse Dorinda or Nurse Sonia can administer the proper um, procedure for that. Because okay. like we said, it's trendy but serious. And no matter how good of a doctor and injector you are, these are risks that we mm-hmm. describe and make you sign for. Like when you come in, you sign a form saying it. So if, again, ask your clinician if you guys ever go anywhere, like, hey, how many bottles of dissolvent do you have on hand, right? God forbid they put that in the wrong place and then they can't dissolve it. So it's really important to um, – it's reversible, but mm-hmm. it's important to choose someone yeah. who can take care of you mm-hmm. for sure. And when you say your nose will fall off, like, what does that even mean? It literally falls off. <laughs> because you your mean? nose is cartilage, right? Right. So, so it all it is goes, is it falls away. Yeah, oh, girl. my God. Girl, That is so scary. It is. I wish you guys could see Kim's face. I know. I'm, like, freaking out. See, but that's the thing. Like, it's only scary if you don't know about it. Right. Like, we say it very unfazed because mm-hmm. we've studied this. Like, yeah. you know, obviously, like I said, we're not administering any services and we're not physicians however we do a lot of research we do study a lot we do understand these protocols and the risks that are involved in these injections and patient education is important I mean driving a car is also dangerous but you know exactly what could happen and how exactly to protect yourself against it right I mean so just with anything like understanding the risk will make it a little bit more I mean it just makes it safer and it makes Mm -hmm. you more aware of what's going on so the fact that you don't know what happened to your lips is something that's concerning because nothing was ever taught to you or explained to you by mm-hmm. your injector that these are side effects and this is what's normal and abnormal, right? And this right. is how we could treat the abnormal side effects. The importance of having people know what these services are. Right. That's really what that is. And making sure that you feel equipped as a patient going mm-hmm. into these services, feeling like you know the questions to ask mm-hmm. and feeling that you're entitled to ask these questions like I mean we've had people ask like can you show me the the bottle of Botox that you're about to open to make sure that it's it's sterile and that it's not been opened before absolutely I mean we would do that anyway but I was we were actually really excited that somebody had asked that because that shows that they pay attention to these Mm -hmm. services and they understand that that's what that injector is supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and we have no problem doing it because we're very by the book but yeah It's stuff like that that we want, whether you're in our clinic or not, to be aware of. And what if someone is getting injections for the first time and they actually, they don't even know what questions to ask? What, what do you think they should ask? Follow our page. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I think the most important thing as a patient is to identify the first thing that you would want to enhance. Okay. I don't necessarily think a lot of girls should start thinking about this as changing their face in one day. Mm-hmm. I think the relationships with filler and skincare is a lifetime one. Right. So, like, preface with that. Pick what you want to start with. Don't do it all in a day mm-hmm. um, because it really does change what you look like over time, and you want to make sure that you're consistent with your changes. Um, so I would say if you're a first-time patient mm-hmm. ever, start small. Um, and trust your injector based upon your judgment. Mm -hmm. So if you've done your homework, if you love the before and afters, if you know they're using safety and protocol, 
Um, you can trust these injectors to help you get to the point you need to be, mm -hmm. but don't necessarily just let them choose something for you and move on. Right. So, you know, if like, for instance, jawline filler, mm -hmm. right, which is, I'm sure, a little bit different than when you go to most places because they're usually probably talking about lip filler. Right. Okay, so this is boils down to a lot of what we find symmetrical. Mm -hmm. So if you've picked an injector that's talking a lot about symmetry and facial refreshing and refinement, mm -hmm. those are things you want to start out with as a first-time patient. You really do, you want to hear that perspective and say, why would I want to get my jaw changed? And she would tell you because it really complements the dimensions of your cheekbones mm -hmm. and you'd actually need less lip filler if you got more of a jaw. Yeah. Right? or more of chin filler. So I think um, liking the response they give you to asking why mm -hmm. is probably the most important thing as a new patient. You know, ask a question that you're not sure about, like why would you do, put that there? And if their response is because it'll make you look more symmetrical, you'll like the way you look more, those are the responses you want. Not, well, I need to sell five syringes, so do you want, you know, it's a discount <laughs> if you get five. You really yeah. want the response <laughs> to be about how it's going to accentuate your beauty. Right. Like Taylor was talking about earlier with going to injectors that are really tailoring the filler to you, or I mean, even anti-wrinkle injections, it's important to understand that everyone's face is different. Yeah. And I mean, the what Taylor gets as fillers isn't necessarily what I would get as filler mm -hmm. um, and wouldn't necessarily be what you get as filler. Right. So if you're going to somebody and saying, I want bigger lips and they're like, great, let's do it. That What does that mean? Does that mean five syringes or does that mean one? One, right. Um, and to be very transparent about what that means. Like, so Taylor was like, oh no, I think I would only do a half syringe on you and I think you'll be good with jawline filler, right? Like me, I'm like, oh, I need lip filler till I die and I don't want to <laughs> do anything else other than Botox, you know, and that's fine. Uh -huh. um, but people also need to remember that when you put filler into your face, you do change the symmetry of your face. So okay. it does sometimes require adding filler to different areas of your face to complement that, which is also fine and not to be scared. I mean, this is not something that is like, oh my God, I got lip filler. Now I need a full face of filler. Yeah. It's just the be, be cognizant of the changes in symmetry. And if you do need more filler over time, or if you feel like your face is different, it's because it is. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You've chosen to participate in this uh, industry. Um, and it's fine. And again, start small. I mean, a full syringe of filler is not going to make you look like the cat lady that everyone is afraid to look like. Right. It's just not. Um, yeah. Ooh, I have a point to that. You know, there's a lot of speculations because I feel like the Kardashians and young Hollywood really like control our feeds, right? Mm -hmm. We see so much of that. I mean, they've been, they have been speculating that the average Kardashian has seeded for injections a minimum of 20 times. So, you know, if you think about that, that's between 12 and 15 syringes a Kardashian mm -hmm. minimum. So, I mean, like, they've transformed the way they look. And granted, I think it's it can be excessive depending on the type of person you are. You right. You're ultra glamorous. Um, but like Hashin said, most of these Hollywood stars that you love to even look at, like even Steve Carell, I looked at him yesterday. I'm like, who did your cheeks? Who did these under eyes? Hair plugs. Are we gonna? I love like, it. Over that, yeah. I mean, everyone gets modifications, and it's yeah. okay. Um, and most of what you look like, like the people, even if you think they haven't gotten it, mm -hmm. they have. They have one hundred percent received mm -hmm. some kind of cosmetic treatment. Um, and I think my favorite protest is, "Oh my God, you don't need it. You're so yeah. young, or you're gonna look bad." And it's like. It's are not you true. old? I love that one. Oh yeah. Like, are you sure you're gonna look my old? My bank account says that I don't look old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I all this Botox on my forehead. I promise. I don't think. Yeah. Again, filler looks bad when you do it uh, too much, too fast. 
um, if you have inappropriate filler. Mm -hmm. So there's not all filler is hydrophilic. Uh, filler, dermal fillers are usually hyaluronic acid, synthetic hyaluronic acid, which your body uh, makes on its own. Um, it's what keeps your skin youthful. Um, it's similar to collagen in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but after the age of 25, it starts to diminish um, by about 1% each year. Okay. So I know. Shout good out to, to know. Yeah, literally. Intensifier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, hyaluronic acid is, again, just a, synth a synthetic, or I'm sorry, fillers are just a synthetic version of hyaluronic acid, which mm -hmm. is why your body is able to absorb it and safely absorb it. Um, when you start getting into dermal injections that are not hyaluronic acid, that's when you start getting like the silicone implants, mm -hmm. like different kinds of fillers that aren't easily dissolved. Uh, okay. That's or at all. Yeah. The more of the permanent ones, or if you're dealing with fillers that maybe are a black market, fillers, yeah. that's when you get like the cement cheeks and you're looking a little crazy. We see you Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard some uh, industry horror stories. We'll just call oh, it that. No. But so scary. And I guess that's why people always have like that negative input is yes. because People, I mean, there are some people who are getting the wrong injections and getting the wrong product into yeah. their But also skin. some people like to look extreme. Yeah. Like, and that's just the reality of it. And that goes for anything. I mean, you know, look at early 2000s. Everybody wanted to have, like, bleach blonde hair and, yeah. like, very large breast implants and very low – like, you Cam just look crazy. Yeah. yeah and, like, like, you know, and just, like, the trans stamps. Like, mm -hmm. so with this – industry it's you're gonna get the girls with like a lot of cheek filler with a lot of lip filler with probably too much anti-wrinkle injections and that could be botox dysport or theomen um a lot of jawline filler like again people like to look extreme but that goes without saying for really anything anything right, right. so um and my, our motto around here for that is buy cheap buy twice yeah um so you know realistically i feel like when people are doing too much it's because they're not getting the result they want Okay. So this is another thing that's really important to consider before you decide to participate in filler is why are you doing it? Okay. I think that's like the one question that my dad, Dr. Gresson, asks the most. He's like, why are you getting filler today? And some women say it really is going to help my like self-esteem, you know, like the same reason that we do other body reconstruction. You mm -hmm. know, deformity is a big one for us too. Cleft palates have been Dorinda's yeah. ride for a long time, mm -hmm. so a lot of reconstruction. And then just the overall feeling of wanting to improve the way you look. Mm -hmm. So I think understanding why you're coming and not over-participating because you are insecure. So it's really mm -hmm. a relationship that you're having with yourself while we're going through this like transformation and then not freaking out and enjoying your results is just so important. Yeah. So go slow, ask tons of questions, um, and really just know where you'd like to be. And don't, you know, don't be unrealistic. Yeah. If you're, you know... If you're Asian, it's you're probably not going to look like Jennifer Lawrence at the end of the day. So we get that all the time. I love that's yeah. my makeup business. Wait, me. what do you mean? Well, okay, so for instance, in makeup, mm -hmm. I'll be seating a glamour client or yeah. a bride, and they'll I'll say, okay, do you have a picture of makeup or a picture of something? This happens in the injection room all the time, and they show me somebody a completely different race. Kim Kardashian's number one. <laughs> Kylie Jenner's number two. You got you know anyone that is not what they look like right yeah we all want to look like what we don't right so i'm like that unrealistic expectation that you're gonna look like a completely different race is not there we want you to enjoy how you look you right know, not erase and it enhance completely. it and not just make you look like somebody else i think a lot of people when they show us lip in inspiration mm -hmm. they always pull up one of the kardashians yeah 
Um, and again, nothing wrong with that. But if you don't look like that and you're never going to look like that and your lip shape is completely different, it's going to take more than one syringe to get you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also don't necessarily need to be there to be your own class of beauty. Like it's right. okay to look like you and it's okay to make modifications. Um, it's not okay to get filler if you absolutely hate yourself. Yeah. Um, because it's never going to be what you want it to be. So it's just, it's something that we've come across as well. Like, are you, you know, are you getting injections and for basically for the right reasons? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So um, that is a big part of what we talk to our clients about and why it's really important. And I think it's why people resonate with us as well. Like we talk to people like we're talking to our friends. Yeah. Um, we want them to feel super comfortable. Dorinda is very, very attentive when mm-hmm. she's in her consultations <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> same with Sonia um but you know she's gonna walk you through it and walk you through your options and get to know who you are mm-hmm. to make sure that this is the right thing for you at this time so and I really like to spark the conversation of like PSA to clients if you are spending thousands of dollars on filler mm-hmm. please don't have dirty skin okay oh, I yeah. think that's the hardest thing for me right now is that the filler station and the filler department in my business is so out of control and it's not, it's amazing because yeah. we're really transforming the way you look, but we have spent so much time on the skincare department yeah. and it's just shocking to me how many women are really willing to pump their lips full, get under eye filler and have the worst acne, have no intention of buying any skincare and no intention of ever getting a facial. So this is again, a really comprehensive mm-hmm. PSA for, <laughs> you know, if you're trying to participate in this medical aesthetics place please understand that it will be a very much a lifelong relationship. Yeah. We're young. I mean, like I started getting filler. I'm not going to lie to you guys at 21. Okay. My eyebrows were getting really heavy. I had lines in my forehead and I just remember going to see a dermatologist and I'm like, how do I get rid of these things? And he's like, Botox. And I'm like, what are you <laughs> talking like, about? I can't help like, you I'm here with so brains. young. Like, will they yeah. even sell me Botox? I'm like, would you even give me Botox? He's like, absolutely not. And I was just like, oh, I have to find somebody that will give me Botox. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was only like 10 units in my forehead at the time, but like, from that day on, I was like, oh, my God, I never have to have a wrinkle ever again. Yeah. And so she I'm literally like, doesn't. And I, I don't. I refuse. I'm like, Dr. Cow, I'm coming for you in Santa Monica, California. I want this put up to uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I haven't started participating in plastic surgery, not till I'm over 40. But, um, you know, really, it is so difficult mm-hmm. to have patients understand that this is a commitment to the way. It's like eating. You know, yeah. if you feed your body well, same with your face, same with your filler, same with your hair. Like if you are paying hundreds of dollars to get your hair highlighted, you need to be paying for your face. Yeah. And like, even if it's not filler, even if it's just getting a really good, mm-hmm. I wash my face every day routine. Yes. It's, yes. it's basics guys. It's, it's basics. Oh yeah. I'll shake people down to tell them about my skincare routine. Yeah. I'm a psycho yeah. about it. I, even my boyfriend, I sit him down and put an enzyme mask on him and make him get it all the way together. Because guys don't, I think, uh, to segue the conversation yeah. into skincare, um, there's a lot of, I guess, prejudice against it. Like, it's feminine. Right. Um, the the whole self-care thing is very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, but skin doesn't have a gender, right? Right. And guys need to understand it's not emasculating to wash your face. Right. Um, I encourage it. Like, I don't want a crusty-looking man next to me. I don't know about you Absolutely guys. not. And You'll get more dates. You'll get more dates. Yeah. You'll get no critiques from me. You'll get more sex from your wife, too. No one wants a dirty nose. Oh, my God. They don't want – yeah. I mean, um, but also the more guys 
like see other guys getting it or the more that like ladies if you have a boyfriend mm-hmm. or you're dating somebody like serious and they're around you enough to see your skincare you know that they're asking you for your face mask or lotion they, I or lotion oh my lotion. god can i use your shampoo and conditioner like you know they start getting they start creeping in on your your glam routine and like they <laughs> love it so my he'll i don't know if he'll listen to this but if he does sorry in advance but he <laughs> went hiking with his friends um Mount Whitney, which is a pretty aggressive hike. And yeah. He came back and it looked like they went off-roading on his face. Like, oh, no. He was, like, chapped from the snow and the wind. He looked insane. He just looked like he had seen Leonard. some stuff. Yeah. And I was like, are you okay? I put him in the bath. He just kind of, like, and I put an enzyme mask on him. I put a sheet mask. I put some serums and just nursed his skin back to life. And mm-hmm. now he always asks me, he's like, hey, can you grab me the Fortin CF from SkinCeuticals? He puts on a vitamin C serum every mm-hmm. day, moisturizer. He's like, so um, I'm out. And it, by the way, this is like a $166 uh, <laughs> item. And even with like, our discounted HG. Yeah, and he used what my whole one. And he's like, yeah, can you just get me another one? I'm like, like no. what? Like, yeah, he, doesn't, so, yeah. he doesn't even know how much it costs. But like, I think Dean, like, monthly, my husband cost me what? My husband is as diva as Cashin Cypher, okay? He would wear this much makeup <laughs> if he was a lady, okay? Um, this man has completely taken my bank account for granted with the skincare because they don't know. Yeah. So I'm like, guys, oh, no. have we have had so many men mm-hmm. start being consistent. And the crazy part is, is when guys start, they sign up for memberships, girl. Oh, wow. Like, guys oh, yeah. are like, I will see you next month on the third Thursday Yeah. because <laughs> I don't want to look crazy. And I feel like it's like when they get their hair cut, you know, they find the girl they're like okay that lady takes care of me and like yeah. i'm gonna see them forever yeah so i think like um the the rebirth of our brand and stuff has seen so many more men that's so nice oh my gosh i like that you say that i my boyfriend has never gotten like a facial and he i mean i i'm always bringing it up i'm always like hey let's get facials we're like let me like put a mask on you and he's just like no because like you say like he thinks it's been like does he have skin problems? Like, why do you want to do it to him? Um, no, I just feel like, okay, the one thing that really bothers me, he is like, his skin is like fine, whatever, but he looks like he needs to get his skin dermaplane. Okay. I just got that okay. done for the first okay. time today. And you're glowing. And I'm like so obsessed with it. My face is like so soft. But the one thing that like really like irks me is that he, the way, like how aggressive he is with his skin and how like when he rubs his eyes he rubbed oh. his eyes and i'm just like you're going to get like really bad wrinkles <laughs> and he's over here like girl he doesn't care he does not <laughs> care and like it's so so my boyfriend had similar protests and okay. still i until i showed him the difference i'm like mm-hmm. cuz he was like does this even really make a difference? I was like, yes, yes it does. Medical grade skincare makes a difference. And guys aren't wearing makeup, right? No. Like, so they're not, their skin has not been conditioned to have crap on it all day long mm-hmm. and then to take it off. So, like, I think women by and large had obviously more skin issues than guys do because we culturally put on more stuff on our face mm-hmm. every single day. Um, but just because you have clear skin doesn't mean you have good skin. Like, there are many skin ailments I guess for lack of a better word that you could have Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily visible right now so if your boyfriend which I'm assuming he's probably not wearing sunscreen that sun damage is gonna surface in about 10 years right and that's where you get the age spots that's where you get freckles that's where Mm -hmm. you get moles that's where you get skin cancer like so it's not just about like oh it's not for vanity it's actually for health 
because again you have to live in your skin your whole life right and do you want to walk around like a leather couch or Mm -hmm. do you want to be glowing like Kimberly right now and I think a lot of guys (laughs) think it's so tedious yeah I think oh my god God, it's so expensive oh my god it's just how on earth so I think a big part of it for us has been to actually simplify it. Mm-hmm. So, like, the custom facial was actually because my husband could not choose what he wanted during a facial. He had terrible acne. He has really thick beard. He's black on top of it. So, you know, you're worried about pigmentation mm-hmm. with certain products. And, you know, he's very sensitive. So, I was like, oh, goodness. What am I going to do? He has terrible acne. Um, and we just kind of made it simple. I'm like, you wash your face with this. You put this on after. And here's your sunscreen. Don't talk yeah. to me again. <laughs> you know, and then they get more curious. And they're like, yeah. what's well, this what serum? <laughs> and like, oh, girl, it's the battle of the serums at home. I hide my serums. If he's oh, listening yeah. to this, I'm so screwed. But like, I have to definitely hide the expensive because it'll be like my CE through like all over Triple his body. Like, it's, it's just it's body lotion. I'm like. These, like, $200 (laughs) creams, and he's just, like, hey, Slapping it on all over the place. Her husband comes in. Like, he is, like, keeping our business afloat. Mind you, when I found him, he was washing his face with Dial soap and putting on Nivea body cream. Oh, wow. I mean, we've come a long way. I mean, I I prefer it this way. We all laugh because we know someone who's using Dial. Like, you Dial offenders. I can't. We see you. Yeah, it's not okay. It's because it also has long-term effects on your mm-hmm. skin. Again, like, you could have totally clear skin, and guys are like, oh, I don't need it. It's like, you don't need it today. But, like, years and years of, like, really harsh soaps okay. on your face and not using sunscreen and not using moisturizers. Like, obviously, we live in Las Vegas. It's very dry here. We're going to age at a more accelerated rate than you would if you were in a more humid climate. Um, plus, it's the desert. Hello. Yeah. We need to wear sunscreen. It's not a joke. Um, if you have skin, you have to literally where if you have skin skin. like because a lot of people are like oh well I don't I'm not outside like I was also one of those people but it's like well are you by a window at any point in the day are you driving probably are you walking outside Mm -hmm. to check the mail are you like going to the grocery store like you are in the sun at some point unless you literally live in a cave so you have to wear it otherwise you will get sun damage yeah and like there are facial photo facials that will show you the underlying damage that will surface to Don't the worry, skin. Alicia can show you your nasty spots. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and it will surface. Um, it's not a matter of like, oh, no, I'm fine. Like, dial soap has gotten me this far. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, but like, it's not helping you combat any of these things that you 100% will face in the next couple of years. I do so. want to ask, um, okay, so you're saying, obviously, like, we all know the sun is like very damaging to your skin. Are there any certain lighting that is damaging to your skin, like indoor lighting? Good question. Um, LED is the majority of the bulbs, Uh so that's been pretty proven to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, If anything, I feel like that is a good question for the filler category. Okay. Specifically anti-wrinkle. My husband gets Botox now. He loves it. And is anti-wrinkle Botox? Okay, so yes, anti-wrinkle comes in many different forms it's okay. called neurotoxin mm-hmm. so it's basically prohibiting your muscles from moving and many companies make them botox is like the band-aid of it you know what i mean okay it's like the or name the kleenex brand. or the coca-cola like it's exactly. just the, it's just like the name the name it's a it's a bigger brand they have a very large marketing team behind yeah. their brand so Shout when out, we pe- love you yeah we love you to death <laughs> um but there's not just botox out there there's neomin and there's dysport which are the other two anti-wrinkle injections that we carry okay they all do the same thing they are just different different. companies yeah so it's so if when we say anti-wrinkle it's because there are people who do have a preference and there are reasons why we do assign certain toxins Mm -hmm. to 
types of clients. Yeah. Yeah. Not Got everybody's it. eligible in the same way. Like if you're yeah. allergic to something, I have to recommend a different brand. Yeah. Um, so, but guys love it because what they've been doing is, uh, for instance, they'll get like a facial to mm-hmm. clean out their skin and then they'll get Botox right in between their eyes because for instance, my husband's an engineer who spends a lot of time on the computer and was getting terrible headaches. So okay. he gets facial injections to kind of offset that. So again, every every person's reason for participating, despite gender, is is for a reason, you know. Yeah. And I think that's been our like our goal for me because we're about to go through a huge rebrand with the opening of our Los Angeles location. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really want to include more men into the conversation. Yeah. I mean, her boyfriend, my husband, and all the the boy. What's a is it a bag? You know how wags is it bags? <laughs> Wives and girlfriends. <laughs> Is we get boys, boys wait. and husbands. It's boss. It's boss. <laughs> boys and husbands. Boyfriend and husbands. Of the boss. Yeah, the boss of our lives are 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 responding well. These to are it. the boss These of our are lives. The boss of our- <laughs> I like it. You heard it here first. Boyfriends and husbands. <laughs> oh my god, I like that. Mm-hmm. But when okay, bring your boyfriend in. Okay, and we'll tie him down, and he's gonna get a facial. I have to like drive, uh, drag him down here. Just don't tell him. Really. I will. Oh, yeah. Maybe like the events are fun too because they're quick. Okay. Like I think honestly, or you could do at home jelly mask. That's how Dean got addicted because oh we offer a lot of services that you could still take home products for that emulate. Mm-hmm. So you just got to hook up. You got to be like, oh, I'm practicing my jelly mask skills. Like sit still, and then it's weird, and they like it. Um. <laughs> so trick, trick him first. Oh no, I always try to like try to trick him and everything. But okay, now his main concern is he. He has a beard. He has, like, a really full beard. Cool. And he's like, well, you can't give me a facial with my beard on. So yes, it's like, let's talk about that for Absolutely. all the guys out there who have beards. So, so you, how does that even work? Okay, so you know what's funny is that my our sales and development uh, Jenna manager. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Jenna girl. My bestie Jenna. Uh, her boyfriend Alex came in when we had an esthetician training, and mm-hmm. we did a full facial on him with his jelly mask, and he does have light facial hair. And okay. he goes, oh, my gosh, like, I went to another – it's a very popular um, spa. It's not a technically a med spa, but it's a facial house. Um, and he's like, oh, they didn't – they charged me the full price for a full facial, but they didn't do my beard because they said they didn't do that. And I was like, that is so strange. Um Actually, a lot of our cleansers and even microneedling mm-hmm. really helps with preventing any ingrown hairs, and it helps that uh, production of hair because okay. you're it's collagen regrowth and it's skin regener- regenerative. So we can just go through the beard super easy. We have a jelly mask that goes straight through the beard. We even I mean, have like a little comb. It's um it's an electric yes. comb that oh, has wow. like um, antimicrobials. Because think about it, they're eating all day. They're not doing the, the care. Um, so Dial soap. Talk. Yeah, exactly. It's some <laughs> shampoo. Uh, we've had to definitely educate our clients because my husband has a full, pretty full, you know, beard too. Mm-hmm. And it's just maintenance. It's like, I don't even care if you get a facial. I just, what are you washing that with? Yeah, like, shampoo. Exactly. And, and like, conditioner. that's terrible for your skin. You think I would wash my face with shampoo? Like, girl, I would have no skin left. Yeah. So I think this is a conversation about a lot of at-home education. Like, you guys spend so much money on beard products, on combs, on clippings, on hair. My husband will spend $100 at the barber if you let him. I know. So I'm like, you know, realistically, they're very invested into these things, but they're not properly taking care of their, like, bodies along mm-hmm. with it. So I'm like... Um, microneedling definitely is the number one treatment for beard. It's oh, yeah. a very it doesn't hurt your numb. You're mm-hmm. completely numb. Um, and it's little tiny punctures in the skin from a very shallow needle and it just opens up the skin. So like in beards you get a lot of those like um, 
ingrown hairs. Ingrown hairs, but then, like, pimples, too. Yeah. Big keratin plugs. Like, my husband gets the worst keratin in his beard because it's just oil mm-hmm. in the hair and then food and then dirt and toxins, and it doesn't come out. So I think a lot of um, exfoliation through the beards is important um, and teaching your significant other what it means to take care of that. I, I think that was it. Every person we've educated mm-hmm. takes it seriously. Um, if they're not, they also started to notice, like, you know, I'm looking wrinkled. Like, David, her boyfriend, yeah. Ashton's boyfriend, was to- is totally against everything when he first yeah. started. And now he's like, well, maybe I'll do Botox. He's coming in for a facial tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, don't let him fool you. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> super excited about it. I'm like, I need to film content. He's like, oh, my God, okay, what time? Like, oh, my it's, God. It's like his lunch break. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. stoked. So I think it's just all about um, really informing guys that this is like going to the barber, mm-hmm. okay? And guys, too, have been getting their nails done lately. Like, all these guys oh, I yeah. know get their manicures and, you know, just general grooming. So yeah. it's the millennial way. I think, like, above our generation, it's a little stigma. Like she said, a very feminine, very, like, ugh, like I could never. But now it's just generally trying to look good, and it's generally trying to take care of yourself so you don't look old. Right. Well, I also think that cosmetic treatments or any kind of, um, I guess, even skincare treatments Mm -hmm. was such, it was so out of reach, right, for a long time. Like, getting any kind of Botox fillers, plastic surgery was reserved for the elite or for the stars. Like, not like the working folk like us. Like, it was okay to, like, you know, if you never got fillers, like, that is a very old-fashioned way of thinking. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, like, you just age and you don't, you just kind of deal with it. Like, I don't know what anyone's talking about, but I will fight there is no grace nail. about this aging. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> no. There, I'm not going in grace. I am going looking 35. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. That's all that's going to be. But where it's so accessible now, I mean, our clinic, like I said before, is about 80% millennials. Um, but we're seeing a lot more Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of kids who come in who are 18, 19, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not only participating in injections, but also in skincare. Yeah. They take it very serious. But because they can. I mean, it, with the birth of the internet and the accessibility and, like, I mean, quite frankly, like, YouTube, uh, all of the makeup tutorials really, I think, kick-started the whole, like, beauty industry in a very different way. 100%. Um, to where, oh, I can look like that person and I have so many options and you get a you get the introduction into brands that mm-hmm. you probably never would have found on your own. Right. So, you know, you can make a full face of glam with using, you know, drugstore makeup blended in with, like, high brands, like, you know, whatever, Tom Ford, mm-hmm. like, whatever, who cares? But also with skincare, too, right? So all of these people see people that they want to be like. Right. And it, there's no stigma attached other than that person looks good and I want to look good, too. And I don't care if I'm a guy or girl. I just don't want to look old. I don't want to look tired. I don't want to look haggard. And quite frankly, I mean, everyone participates on the internet. Like, you want good. to look 100%, good. You yeah. have to look good. Like, in a way that our parents and our grandparents will never understand, mm-hmm. period. So they see us, they're like, what are you doing? And it's like, I can't without, I got to look filtered all day long. So, uh, it just, which it is what it is. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> and we do. And so. I think it's weird, too, because, like, I'm naturally, I'm naturally, like, not a thin person. So I mm-hmm. think I really always struggled with that concept of body image. And I really appreciate, you know, like, your podcast before about body shaming and stuff like that. And I think it's so important to talk about that in this space, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we touched on not getting injections and stuff for the wrong reasons. But it just really is a moment of self-reflection on yourself. I feel like when you do med spa, like, regardless if it's do rosé or anything like that, 
It's just you taking the time out to say, like, hey, I'm going to spend a moment on myself. Mm-hmm. I know it's expensive, but I'm totally worth the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really isn't something that goes away the next day. Like, you know, it was so interesting. I had a client say to me, well, my husband won't let me get facials because he says it's $149. And then it's like, for what? You get nothing. And she's like, but she struggles with rosacea. She's had three kids. She's, you know, really, like, put in the hard time yeah. for herself and could use that type of self-care. Um, so I think looking at this space a little less in the way of wanting to look like a Kardashian mm-hmm. and a little bit more in the respect of self-love and self-care would be so beneficial to all of us. Mm-hmm. I think that's like really my message with all that we have talked about today and yeah. Yeah. all we've gone on is just really like take care of yourself and whatever that means. You know, like Cashman said, she gets a lot of Botox. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get a lot of filler. She doesn't. So it's just really about finding your balance and striking mm-hmm. who you want to be. Um, and we're boss women. I mean, Cashin and I have to deal with people who are twice our age consistently. And they judge us and they tell us we have no right owning a business. And, you know, why would we give you money? And, you know, we've really gone through some of the biggest business opportunities of our lives together. And yeah. it's been with full faces of filler and makeup. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, it it doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It doesn't mean anything. I think we're just coming into this time and generation with the internet that boss ladies, boss boys um, can totally have all this stuff or Mm -hmm. not and be completely on the same professional and intellectual level. 100%. And I do appreciate that you guys say things like that and how you, Cashin, said earlier, um, it's about doing it for yourself or the both of you saying doing it for yourself, like that was a very important message that a lot of people needed to hear is that making sure you're doing it for the right reasons and not because you want to look like someone else. Because to be honest, it's people are doing it because they want to look like someone else and they're not understanding that they're just only enhancing their natural beauty. So, I mean, our tagline is refine your beauty. Yeah. You know, and we do take that very serious. And I think that again, like I'm not a perfect person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, have hair extensions I like diet I go to the gym I get insecure I wear a lot of makeup I have a very extensive skincare routine like I have to work to maintain the way that I want to look and I'm not even where I want to look right right like I'm not insecure but it's like you always have yeah ways in which you want to modify and improve and that's the nature of the business we're in so we do understand where the client is coming from like I am not a plastic person like mm-hmm. if you come in and see me I'm a very normal person like you can chat about anything and I understand 100% why you're coming in to see us or yeah. why you should be coming in to see us and you know and everybody in our staff too like we if you follow us on social media um you'll know this and if you don't follow us on social media you're missing out um but our staff is absolutely <laughs> hilarious they are super personable as well as knowledgeable right yeah. and so you're coming into a clinic of real people you're not coming into a very sterile and cold environment um where people don't about your feelings right if you're nervous we get it if you're unsure we understand if you have a thousand questions we know all the answers um if you know exactly what you want we have what you're looking for so i think that it's important for people to come in you're you're walking into a clinic of people who care about you Mm -hmm. and who are just like you yeah it's really um people who have gone through the same transformation like there's no Mm -hmm. one in here that looks abnormal or like you wouldn't see her at a typical you know dinner on a sunday night yeah um, I think that's another thing. I'm I'm transitioning into Los Angeles more with our new location. And I think just, you know, my clinicians telling clients no sometimes yeah. because their, you know, expectations aren't appropriate for the style of work we do. 
Um, so I think it's important too when you're when you're participating in someone else's business and when you're making and servicing your own business to really say, hey, is my clientele and you know is my clinician or whatever you're doing my style? And I just love that we can really help clients find their style in the manner that suits them. Right. And that's our that's been Cashin's main marketing strategy is just everybody's a different color, everybody's a different thing. I don't Shape need anyone to look the same. Yeah. I mean yeah. fat, skinny, athletic, <laughs> tall, not, you know, we're gonna tell you the truth. If you need Kybella before jawline filler, Dorinda's <laughs> the first to tell you you gotta lose weight before you gotta get all that chiseled jaw. So, yeah. you know, it's just being honest with yourself and all about self-care and um, sharing the experience mm-hmm. because I think that it's up to us as millennials and Gen Z to really show the world that, one, it's controlled. You know, med spa doesn't mean outrageous. It doesn't yeah. mean plastic. It doesn't mean any of that. And it really does reflect in the way we're all going to look when we're old. Mm-hmm. It so totally will. So, and, you know, with not eating meat and veganism and, you know, the progressions that we've made as a humankind and everything, <laughs> I yeah. feel like... It's just up to us to start to educate people and, you know, just get everything out there in the open, transparency. Yeah. And I feel like so many of the clinics in L.A. and stuff like that aren't really honest about, you know, what's happening or they're trying to make people look the same or different. Yeah. And like all the same and then different from who they are. And like if I see one more five syringe lip fillers, I'm going to scream. I'm going (laughs) to scream. I'm like it's it's just a lot for one per. I mean, unless you're really getting it everywhere else. It's just too much stuff. And people say no for the wrong reason. You know, enough doctors don't say no to their patients. And I think it's important to have somebody be like, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. So that's us today. I'm so so I'm actually want to ask you a question. Can we ask you some questions? Yeah, ask me a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I said, this is Cash and I's first time on a podcast. Yeah. Okay. So if we're rambling, if we're rambling. Um, mainly, I'm very interested in why one. Okay, we know Kim because one, I I do makeup, so mm-hmm. I've seen you work through the pageants, and I've seen you, you know, out there with your career over the last three three to five years. Um, what has your, what has your transition from that been and what made you do this? Like, well, I actually, I bought my website and my domain five years ago, not knowing what exactly I wanted to do with it. I knew I wanted to do something in like the blogging world because I mean, everyone does, right? <laughs> of course. Um, however, um, like I said, I just, I'm not that great with creating content as far as like taking photos or just like being creative in that way. But I still think I'm creative, I guess. Um, And ultimately, I feel like I've had a lot of stories that I was able to share with other people and, like, without the podcast. Like, I was able to share with other people. And I felt like that was one way that I was able to inspire and connect with people. So I was like, hey, you know what? Like, let me do a podcast. And I think that this is where I'm really able to use my voice. But not only my voice, but... Um, help encourage other people who are listening through the people that I'm interviewing because I feel like there are so many questions that some people are afraid to ask and they're sitting there wondering and they're not maybe they are researching but they're not getting the right information so this is this is why amazing okay (laughs) and then my my final two questions are what are the what's the best thing about having this podcast and you know like your new career goals of Mm -hmm. going down this and what's been like the one thing that you're like oh I just have to improve in because as an entrepreneur and as you know a young lady embarking on your career in your 20s I always like really wonder like what did you love about it and what do you have to do better 
I love that I'm able to use my voice through my podcast and like I said be able to use other people's voices and stories and like share that with other people um I think that's like the one really cool part about it all like I've always wanted to inspire people throughout like my entire life I just didn't know how I was going to do it and I think this is the best way for me um the one thing that I think that I can improve on is maybe finding a direction in where I want to take this podcast um right now I'm still learning it's been a month and I launched August 7th of 2019 which is literally that was literally like a month ago you guys you should see her setup right now I'm like very impressed <laughs> she's like I've been like so you've been doing this podcast for like two years right and she's like Taylor I started eight days ago yeah wow <laughs> it's very impressive because you know we we all as young millennials and Gen Z are like I'm just gonna start a podcast that's why I told Cashin and then like we tried to actually do it, and I'm like, yeah. well, I am genuinely confused. <laughs> well, there's so many directions you there's can take There's so it. 100%, and I'm just still trying to figure everything out right now. Um, however, I told myself I'm going to give myself two years to actually do this and, like, really try and put all of my efforts in, and I feel like so far so good. Obviously, I'm still learning so much along the way. I'm going to hit more, like, working curves or whatever it may be, but I'll work through it. Oh, my gosh. Listen, yeah. Keep it coming. I am a podcast junkie. I can see. I listen to podcasts more than I listen to anything else. Like uh-huh. I actually listen. I consume more podcast content than I do both TV and music. Oh wow! Yeah, I think it's so fascinating. Which is funny because I used to make fun of my parents for listening to like audiobooks. Oh and really? Talk radio, yeah, and I'm like, that's like so that. boring. And I like all I wanted to do was watch like you know like MTV and yeah. like, listen to music. But um, I'll never forget this. I had a boss who was like, you know every song everywhere. Like, we, if we're out, like, you know it. And he's like, I, like, why do you listen to so much music? Not that it's a bad thing, but in my spare time, I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts, and I listen to a lot of, like, entrepreneurial podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it really hit me, like, oh, am I am I just escaping in my time, in my downtime, or am I enriching in my downtime? Yeah. So I think podcasts are really important because, a, it sounds like you're talking to your friends. Mm-hmm. It can be super educational, and it's a great platform to mm-hmm. reach a lot of people. And, I mean, they're not going anywhere. I, no. I listen to a lot of marketing podcasts, also a lot of true crime. I'm really crazy. Um, but cross her, guys. She could kill you. No one would know. <laughs> it's so true. But, um, but they were just saying that podcasting hasn't even hit its prime yet. So mm-hmm. in about three to five years is when, like, the podcast boom is really going to hit. So if you're going to participate in podcasts, now is the time to do it. Yeah. So super excited for you. Thank and you. thank you for like, I really, you guys, I shook her down to like have her talk to us on this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, hey, can you interview us though? Like, she's like, yeah, okay. Like, what's going on? I just, I'm so like interested because, like I said, like you did pageants. I think mm-hmm. if anything, the post pageant world to me is so interesting because you competed so hard and you did so well. Um, and I think like for directions for me, I think my one like, piece of advice to you is talk about that yeah like honestly your experiences and your inspirations and all that kind of stuff is just so ensconced in the true representation of what mean girls and glamour and everything in between looks like and I just heartbreaking things I just think that honestly if you keep it just like this you'll be amazing thank you so much and how do you okay and the one thing that I have to ask you I know this is like a million questions how do you interact with your like 
listen people like it's not mean? like well because like instagram you know there you go i'm like i don't know what to call you guys they're gonna be rosé buds on on ours but uh i'm like how do you like talk to your little bubble gums like how do you talk to your little wads i don't know because i'm like i, I... Little wads. <laughs> okay um well i usually just say hi welcome back to bubble gum kim podcast i guess like i haven't really found like a little like a saying or like, anything. Tw- like yet. most people are like very Twitter heavy. I don't uh-huh. use Twitter, so I'm like super intimidated. Oh, I'm, like, okay. Just, like, like, how do you get inspirations for these topics? Like, to do be, you talk to them or? To be how? honest, I'm. I don't know. Like, some okay. things just like really come, like come to me. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like no. I mean, generic, you're a creative but, person. <laughs> um, <laughs> other other than that, I just like a lot of people have. Luckily, a lot of people have been reaching out to me. How? How do they reach out to you? So through social media okay. or through my website. It's just like, I think that's where, like, I figure, or I decide, um, do I want to interview them? Like, is is that going to be beneficial for my podcast and for my listeners? Like, is it appropriate for my podcast, yeah. obviously? And I think that's, like, the real cool part is that some people are believing in me. Oh my god! Already, I hello. I know I made you come all the Believed. way down to six hundred South Sixth Street. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I was really yeah. excited that you asked me to come. To be honest, because I, I like I said, I've been following you guys for quite some time now. I've this is my first time here. Really? Yeah, this How is my first time this? here. We would have invited you so much earlier. I love <laughs> because um, you were with Tiana in the pageant, right? Yeah. Like okay, mm-hmm. so Cashin and how Tiana I are him. friends, mm-hmm. and then of course that's yeah. how you guys know each other. Um, but I just I'm so proud of you, like just Aww, seeing the transformation you. of that pageant world. So I'm just like shocked that this is like what's going on. I'm so impressed with like your setup and your determination, and just like even being able to transition into something that's really hard to do. Yeah, I'm like I don't have a podcast with Cashin because it's so much time, and we. I totally I think you guys one. should do it. Okay, I've yeah. been talking about this for months mm-hmm. now. Months. So. Much. She gets very mad. Okay, this is this will be your gift. We gotta write all this stuff down. She's gonna run around. Yeah, with this I mic. will send you everything that I use here. But one hundred percent, I definitely think you guys should start a podcast. I, I mean, why not? A podcast on podcasts. Yeah, I think that's what. You, oh my gosh, yes. I'm totally gonna do How that. How to start? Mm-hmm. What to do? Where we need to hear it? Well, yep. maybe that's one episode. That, yeah, that uh, for her. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> wait. She me. can't have a podcast of podcasts. Like why? Like that's like one episode step how to one. Start a podcast. No, it's not. You got <laughs> mics. You got this thing over here. You got the computer. You got. Don't even get me started on editing. Because yeah. I don't know. Well, oh, I got it. Actually, that's the one intimidating thing. I don't know. How okay. To edit. I don't even know where the, I would begin. I would just record because I do genuinely enjoy mm-hmm. hearing myself talk out loud. Yeah. Um, and do. then I like talking to other people. Like I love the conversation. I love the art of conversation. Yeah. Um. So I think I would just be lost listening to that, but I wouldn't know how to chop it up. Oh my gosh, I could teach you. That's that's <laughs> okay. Kimberly Bubblegum Kim um, podcast education coming twenty twenty. I'm yeah. ready for it. <laughs> I will listen to it all. Soon. I just and the YouTube videos. You guys on YouTube need to get it together. I have no idea what people are doing about these podcast informationals on YouTube. I'm like, it's either somebody extremely <laughs> terrible on camera with very useful information. Or it's somebody extremely beautiful with terrible, terrible information. So I like you got to find the balance because you're okay. cute and good at podcasts. So I'm like, that's oh my god, the key. I know it's like got to be filmed. Bubbly, I'm kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I want. Yeah. I want to like, see so how pretty. you how you do this. I want to see all this stuff because we really do want to start a podcast. I would love to have something. I'm definitely <laughs> so excited. To, Me too. To, to see your education. I don't want to take it. Thank you. Okay. Well, I I will get that. 
up and ready for you guys. We'll give you Coming facials soon. in exchange for video <laughs> yeah. podcast editing. I'm like, I can't, I just, this is insane. All oh, right. yeah, I don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm down to learn, so. Oh, yeah, it's super easy as soon as, like, you get in the motion of it. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Well, we're doing it, so. Yeah, it <laughs> literally takes me, like, 30 minutes now. to edit now. 30 minutes. Don't tell her this, because it's going like, to be my 30 minutes. Oh, okay? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will learn how to do this. Oh, this is where no. I'm at. I don't care. In between, okay. in between I appointments. feel like we have taken so much. Okay. Um, oh, no. Thank you guys so how much. Did these, how did these end? I'm like, okay. DJ1FM, thank you for listening. Like, like subscribe, <laughs> share, <laughs> review, rate. Yes. And if your opinion's crap, keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go find you. Remember, we listen to murder podcasts. <laughs> oh my god thank you guys so much for joining for me today to um on bubblegum kim podcast and why don't you guys tell my listeners where they can find do rose to find um to find do rose beauty. beauty refinery you got it okay do rose beauty yeah. refine wait 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 wait. Do okay i'll do tell you wait, okay wait. okay we'll take this over poor kim we've kept her here way too long relaxed her before this okay so we are do rose beauty refinery yes. that's d-e-u-x-r-o-s-e weird little tilde thing on top um and we're a beauty refinery that's our name on instagram okay. so we'll pop up and we are opening our location in Los Angeles the first week of November. We have our full clinic at 600 South 6th Street in Las Vegas downtown. And we'll be opening our third location in 2020. I'm so excited for you guys. That's Thank like really you. exciting. Thank you. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like just my mind just immediately goes to like operations. Oh, oh and I guess <laughs> if you guys have questions, you can totally DM us or I can leave you Cashin's personal phone number. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you can email us too at info at DRose, just like our, our regular mm-hmm. website domain, DRose.com. We are so honest and we will respond with actual answers. I don't care if you send me a picture and I have to look at it. Like, yeah. we definitely want you to ask. So if you have questions for us, um, if you have feedback for us, if you've been a patient of ours, like let us know what's up. We yeah. want to see. We want to hear. But from only you. if it's nice. Thanks. And if it's not, yet again, Cashin's personal phone number. <laughs> 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 no, okay. I won't. I won't. I won't. All right. So. Thank you. So Thank much. you so much for all of the information that was given today. Like people are gonna learn so much and honestly really enjoy this podcast. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping. So. We hope so. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you on the flip. Bubblegum wads. Please let it be wads. Wads and bars today are the two we come up with. Sorry, guys. Finery. And if you have not checked out their Instagram page or even checked out their med spa here in downtown Las Vegas, I suggest you to do so. And for all of my Bubblegum Kim podcast listeners, they're actually going to be giving you guys all a 10% discount using promo code BubblegumKim2019. And this discount can be used on any services that they offer there as well as products. So go check them out and book your appointments. Mm-hmm.